Welcome to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. On your ride home, that drive home, I hope there's not too much traffic. For me, there actually was not, so I hope the same for you. Happy birthday, little Uzi Vert. That song is just a... It's, it's catchy is what it is. It's catchy. Like, it was viral on TikTok and all across social media. So, you know, sometimes you just got to dance with it, right, Andy? You just got to loosen up and dance. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. See, me, me and Andy, we tapped in. I hope you, I hope that you two are feeling the energy on this Monday. <laughs> Happy birthday, little Uzi Vert. Uh, listen, great show lined up for you today. I love topics like this. Uh, we're going to, if you've watched any of social media and you see the flyers that we have out, you'll see what we're talking about. And if you want to join in on this conversation, as always, you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You could also join us right now because I see you guys coming on up in here on our YouTube live and our community. Hello to you all. Yeah, go ahead and join us right now. uh, Join the community at KBLA1580 on YouTube. You should be following us by now. If you are on social media and if you're not following KBLA1580, come on. Don't make me start calling you out. No, I can't do that. (laughs) I don't know which one. Who of you are, are, you know, tuned in and who's not. So I would never do that to you. Um, But you should be following me as well. I'm at Robin Ayers on all social media platforms. You can also use our open mic feature that's on our app because it's fun and it's great. You should try it just because. You should just go there right now or after the show, (laughs) later on. You should just go to the app at the bottom right-hand corner. You will see it says open mic. You hit, you press record, and basically it does all the work for you. You just leave a little note. Say, hey, Robin, hey, Andy, on the Raw Report, whatever it is that you'd like to say. If it's not our show, maybe it's somebody else's show, but it would be really, really nice to hear your voice. I think you should do it. Just try it out one time. So I'm going to check later, and I'm going to see if any of you have done it. I'm going to check. All right, I'm looking in the camera. I'm gonna check to see if you have <laughs> if you have used our open mic feature. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and get some updates in here. Um, there's been a lot, you know. This this usually happens over the weekend. Updates come in, and you know things happen. Uh, we do want to send a uh, special condolences to the daughter of and the family of uh, Iyanla Van Zant. Her daughter Nisa Van Zent has passed away um so sad because this is well it's sad anyway but this is the second of her three children who've passed away and I'm positive that cannot be easy for Iyanla the very first child who passed away some years ago it, it got her in a depression and you know she had to really move through that so we're sending our love and condolences to Iyanla Van Zant. also Pee Wee Herman actor Paul Rubens. Uh, if you are like me, you grew up on Pee Wee Herman. You did the dance of the Pee Wee Herman. You did all that stuff. So you really know that he made a mark in so many of our lives. And uh, he he was battling cancer. So he did pass away at the age of 70. So 
uh, special condolences and sending our love to his family and friends as well. On another note, um, you know, the strike is still happening. The writers strike. The actors are out there. I will be out there uh, this week, as a matter of fact. So I will be standing in solidarity. And who's also standing in solidarity is powerhouse actress Viola Davis. She said, listen, I'm standing with my people. Uh, she was given the the go ahead. She was given the, the green light from uh, SAG-AFTRA to go ahead and film this movie called G20 because it's considered an independent film. She had the right to go ahead and do it. They greenlit it. She says, I'm still not doing it. I, I salute that. Miss Viola Davis, I salute you. That That is really powerful. This is a woman who I'm sure at this point in her career can afford to sit out. But that's beside the point. You know, everybody, I'm sure, probably could have understood the fact that she would move forward and, and film this uh, this movie. But she said, no, I'm going to stand in solidarity. So shout out to Miss Viola Davis. We love her. Um, also, another shout out to Little Mermaid actress Halle Bailey. I love her. I get I, my, my heart is warm when I think of Halle Bailey. She actually um, is getting ready to put out her first solo song called Angel. That's coming August 4th. So that's just in a few days. And I'm excited to see what it does. I'm, I'm actually excited to see how different it is from her sister, Chloe Bailey, who y'all already know. We've talked about Chloe a lot on this show. Uh, she is uh, a bit more, she's slightly older than her sister. Chloe is slightly older than Hallie. But she's, you know, she's 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 out there. You know, Chloe be, you know, doing her little thing. So uh, we'll see what Hallie is going to put out with her, her song called Angel. So that's coming. Also, rapper Little Kim, who I grew up, you know, loving and listening to. So shout out to Little Kim. All right, so Little Kim is she just revealed that she's done writing her her book. She just showed the cover of her manuscript. It's called The Queen Bee. Now, I don't know what Beyoncé's Queen Bee beehives. I don't know. I don't know it's going to go head to head. You know, they they have often been like who is the real beehive? Who who is the real Queen Bee? Uh Lil' Kim came out first. Lil' Kim was born first. And now you have Beyonce, who has sort of taken over the world in, in terms of entertainment. So we don't know who's the real beehive here. But her book will be called The, the Queen Bee. And it looks like uh, the foreword was written by fashion designer Mark Jacobs, who is a really good friend of hers. So anyway, that's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, so those are the updates for the day. And maybe once once some of these things start coming into play, uh, when they come out, we'll discuss them at a later time. But those are the updates for you. I actually do have a question for the day uh, as well. I want to go ahead and get – I'm going to put that over in our YouTube chat. So feel free to answer that. But the question is – if you are an artist and someone threw something at you, are you throwing it back? If you can identify who threw that, who threw that at me, are you throwing something back? Well, I'll tell you who did. That was Cardi B, who was on stage performing. And right up front, in broad daylight, this lady throws a cup of water onto Cardi B. Cardi B happened to see her and threw the mic. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't drop the mic. She threw the mic at this fan who, by the way, 
immediately apologized, immediately apologized for uh, throwing this. You know, I don't know if she it was because Cardi B saw her. But point is, are you throwing something back? If you're on stage, if you're an artist and you're performing and somebody throws something at you, are you throwing something back? So that's going to be the question of the day. I will put that in our uh, in our poll. But let's go ahead and get to the Rob Report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. All right, here's the breakdown. We are talking about Idris Elba and Damson Idris. Idris and Idris, all right? So we're talking about them because they are going to be the headline for this. All black people, ladies and gentlemen, don't look alike, all right? And all black people, even with surnames and, and, and your first names, are not in relationship with each other. That's just a that listen, that's just a point that we're going to make. We got to break this down because, you know, as a journalist and as a writer myself, I've had plenty of of uh, experience in writing. And so I want to break this down with our uh, contributor of the day. So we're going to talk about that. And also speaking of the Queen Bee, we're talking about Beyonce and they're calling it the Beyonce bump. The Beyonce bump. All right. Well, I'll explain what the Beyonce bump is a little bit later on. Um uh, But I know that we have a quick question. Should we go ahead and get to this right now? Let's go ahead and get to Regina from Long Beach. Hello, Regina. I'm not usually up. I'm shocked. I'm actually going to get a chance to ask you. (laughs) Okay, you've introduced me to a lot of good music. And uh, my nephew, I belong to Easy News, and you get unlimited downloads for $9. Mm. You played two songs, uh, but maybe it's an unusual spelling. One of the songs was Fun by Callow. We, We cannot find it, or he can't find it. My nephew. Fun. Fun. And the other song is um, Contagious. You just played that about a week ago by BB. Can't find it. Oh, okay. Yes. So you, also you want to look for BB is B-E-E dash B, the letter B. So B-E-E dash B. That's a fantastic song. Yes, absolutely. So the other one you said was called Fun? By Callow. By Callow. Interesting. Yeah. I will I will look that up. I you know, we play so much music here. <laughs> but I do oh, I no. sort of keep I do keep uh, a track of who I'm playing and I have sort of a paper trail of that. So I will look that up and if you are still listening later in the show, Regina, I will definitely mention the name again just for you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for calling. Thanks. When we come forward, we're going to get to our contributor of the day and break down these topics on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside The Raw Report. Report. With Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, it's Monday. You know what that means. We have our entertainment contributor, Nick Hamilton from Nightcast Media. Nick, how are you today? Black blessed and highly favored. How you doing? Amen and amen. I'm <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate you asking. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that you uh, you had a, a nice weekend. Oh yeah, it was great. I, had a, I saw. I mean, I saw an incredible fight. Saw another incredible fight via social media. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that. <laughs> who did you have for the fight? Did, who did you have for the for the uh, fight Saturday? Oh man, I was I was actually down. I was torn down the middle because I mean I like T Bud, you know T Bud Crawford, but then I you know Earl Spence is is a, is a great fighter too. So I mean it it was 
It was interesting. I mean, I didn't think, you know, my man T-Bow was going to beat the brakes and beat the <laughs> cholesterol out of, out of the fish. But Not the cholesterol. Yeah. Then, uh, then uh, Cardi B out there throwing stuff back at folk and throwing stuff on her. So, yeah. you know, hey, man, it's, it's yeah, she, she, Yeah. What was that? No, I said it was two. It was a two for one uh, fight night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have to ask you then because that is my my YouTube question of the day. If you are on stage performing somewhere, Nick, and uh, you see the person throw something at you, whether it's water or something tangible, you know, a, something that's hard, like a, you know, something, some sort of object, are you throwing something back? Um, I don't know if I was an artist, I would be throwing something back, but I. Selecting a, a nice amount of my friends who are around, and we jumping in the stage. We jumping in the stage uh, off the stage, and we gonna jump in the crowd, and we gonna get to it. Okay. We gonna have some jump. All right, Nick. Okay, let's 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 reel you in. Let's reel you in. I'm just playing. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this, Nick. I mean, I know you have seen over the years. Uh, there have been so many different stories and things mm-hmm. that have been published on mistaken identity. Uh, there has been Cuba Gooding Jr. and Terrence Howard, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah, Michael Clark Duncan and Seal, Nene Leakes and Mary J. Blige, Bill Russell and Morgan Freeman. I can kind of see it, though. Uh, Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis. There have been uh, countless black celebrity people who have uh, been mistaken for one another, especially in publications. Now, here's the deal for anyone who does not know. uh, There was a story written in Daily Mail, uh, their their mail online uh, division. And there was a writer uh, named Carolyn Graham who published an entire article on Idris Idris Elba and Damson Idris being brothers, but that's not necessarily what the article was even about. It was mainly talking about who was going to be the next James Bond, uh, who was a good candidate for it, and it's looking like everybody's looking at Damson Idris as saying he's the second favorite to to be sort of up and coming. And what's really unfortunate about this, Nick, is you can't even get to the heart of what the story is actually about because us. Our people, we know who Damson Idris is and we know who Idris Elba are or is. And we know that they are both actors, but completely different and uh, different, completely different. And we know that that they're not related. So what happens? I mean, you're a journalist. You you do this. You uh, um, you have experience in just doing your research before you before you publish anything, whether videos or stories, articles or whatever. What is the 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 damage of this or is there any any danger in in uh pointing out something like this or is it just more laughable to you i mean misinformation is always is never a good thing because when you look at what your the information that you're disseminating and get to two people you know how it is people they'll read a headline and take off with it, right mm-hmm. they never go into the meat of the article or the meat of the the video interview or what have you. So I think you have to be very, very careful in how you distribute the information. If you're going to, you know, completely just throw some stuff in there because you're trying to rush for a deadline or whatever it may be, you know, it's bad because like you said, it takes away from the article. It takes away from the, 
the the essence of the article because now people are going to focus on you just said this and this ain't true so they're going to automatically assume that everything else that you wrote that may be true is now not true mm. because of that one situation so i think you have to be cautious and also too you have a lot of culturally clueless people that put, put some of these articles together as well that aren't tapped into the culture that don't understand the significance of you making sure that you dot your eyes across your teeth when it comes to talking about, you know, whatever's going on in our culture. So I think also there has to be a responsibility not only just on the journalist or the reporter, but the the outlet that is that is uh, has employed or had put this particular journalist or reporter to work as well, because you got to look at them and say, well, how did you allow this to happen, and how did you allow this to get out without somebody in your department researching and making sure that this was actually factual. Mm. So, right. Um, Mimi over in our YouTube asks a question. She says, um, Idris and Idris Elba and Damson Idris look nothing alike. How in the world could a journalist make that mistake? Oh, wait, racism. Um, I'm not sure that this is racism. I'm not sure that this is something that uh, that racism. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be so uh I, I personally, I wouldn't be so quick to call that racism. To me, it's more it's more clueless, and that's just it shows a lack of research. But Nick, I I also uh, I also understand though, Nick, what you said is true. Um, if we don't have someone who is in our culture who knows about you know our our people and our and you know. Uh, our, our people, our community, the actors and their stories and their experiences. And if we don't if we don't have people like that who are writing these stories, then you have things like this that happen. But even even so, let me just break this down a little bit, because I, I was a writer for years and not that I know everything. That's not necessarily my profession at the moment, but I, I know some things and I know that as a writer, what you really want is uh, is, is a byline. All these right that's what you want as a writer. You want a byline. You want someone to know, anyone who's reading this story, you want them to know that it that was written by me. But also what comes with that is the fact that yeah, if it's a great article, we're gonna give you all the praise in the world. That was really, really well written. However, if you have not done your research, ultimately, yes, it is gonna fall on the uh on the on the platform, on that uh on that publication. It'll fall on them. But if you don't do your research, it, that's also going to come back on you. It, it, it shows that it shows that either you are careless, you just didn't care to to look into it, uh, or you can be called out for racism, like Mimi is saying right here. We, you know, there are all kinds of things, and so it's just a really bad look. So then I would I would raise the question: Should we only have black journalists who focus on black stories i mean that that sounds extreme but again how many times i only called out a handful of times that black celebrities have been mistaken for each other that's just a handful that's not in its entirety there have been so many times that people have been mistaken identity so should we move forward moving forward should we only have black journalists who are writing the stories for our culture I don't think it should be only. I think it should be a good portion, a sizable amount where we, we can see that and we can feel that. But also, too, I, I want to go back to the, the young lady that dropped the question, that, that, you know, had the question. 
we got to be careful about casting aspersions when it comes to calling somebody a racist, mm-hmm. right? Because we know the connotation that that has. And we know that's a very serious accusation mm-hmm. when you call somebody a racist versus saying, hey, they're, 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 distribu- they're disseminating, you know, culturally clueless behavior mm-hmm. or they're being discriminatory, which is a different thing in itself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be very careful on how you pinpoint what's what. Um, as far as what you're saying, I think there needs to be a sizable amount of black journalists, but sometimes even black journalists get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think I, I know some white journalists that aren't culturally clueless that actually do tap in and actually double check with folks in the culture to make sure they got it right mm-hmm. because they don't want to make that mistake of getting it wrong and getting put that that, that particular label being put on them mm-hmm. because they were ignorant to the fact. So I think it just you just have to educate the right amount of people. Yes, I think our you know somebody from our background, our culture, for the most part, should be on it. But I I don't think you can you can necessarily say it has to be all because the flip side of that could be well, hey, when it comes to these mainstream you know mid America stories that are mostly you know white or Latino stories or what have you, mm-hmm. we only want you know, this group of people doing it for these stories. And now we're going to say, hey, wait a minute. Well, you mean tell me a black person can't write? A black person can't, Mm -hmm. you know, so here comes all these different, it just gets out of hand, like it never stops. So I think you just have to educate people and educate these journalists or these reporters who are going to be be on these stories. And then also, like I said earlier, you also have to have the editor and and these organizations and these outlets that that are employing employing these writers and reporters to to make sure you double check and fact check your work. Mm -hmm. Well said. Uh, Marcus Atkins says, I think it's more because they are black and British. White editors can have a sense of invisibility mistaking black celebs because of how they see black people. Uh, It's an interesting topic all around. Um, But when we come forward, let's let's continue this and we'll also get to this baby. It's not baby bump. So sorry, Beyonce. That's not a baby bump. It's called the Beyonce bump. (laughs) Break down what that is on the other side. But right now we've got news, traffic and sports. You are listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Monday. Why not let that play for a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, get into that energy right there. Hey, hey, speaking of Beyonce. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. We are having a good, really good conversation regarding all black people not looking alike, regardless of what some journalists may think or say. Uh, We're talking about Damson Idris and Idris Elba, who were mistaken as brothers because of the the names. Andy, you believe that it's just a, a confusion moment, right? Confusion and a little bit of laziness. And a little bit of laziness, okay. But can I, you know, call a spade a spade? Yeah. You know, sometimes our people, you know, we look at other other uh, colors and be like, yeah, they look alike too. I'm not giving this, I'm not giving this individual a pass mm. at all. Mm-hmm. But I know that sometimes, you know, we'd be like, they kind of look alike too. Mm. Just saying. Yeah, no, this is true. I mean, it's not that you can't look at people and say they look alike. I've done it plenty of times. You can't tell me that when they put side by side up of Terrence Howard, is that his name? Terrence Howard Howard and Eva Marcel. You can't tell me they don't look alike. (laughs) 
<laughs> Terrence Howard and Eva Marcel look just alike. Okay, I mean they've done it in our own community. How people look like they are, you know, in, in some kind of relationship with the or relation to to one another. Here's the deal, though. As much as you can think it, you've got to prove it. As a journalist, you have to prove it. As a journalist, you have to know that your words and your words alone can sometimes be the only information that people take with them and move on into life with. And they take that information and they spread it. So it is a very powerful tool to use your voice and your and your weapon of uh, your tool of, of, of the computer or your writing utensil or whatever that may be. It is a very powerful thing. So you need to be responsible uh, with it. So, but I agree with the laziness. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Hamilton is is back on the line with us. Uh, he's our entertainment contributor of the day. I think we're all agreeing here that you know basically it is a matter of being responsible with your journalism and making sure that you do as much research as possible because you don't want to. It's okay to have to redact a statement or uh, something like that. That's fine, um, but to have to completely delete an article or, you know, something like that is, is a, a, a that's short, sort of a next level for it. Um, Marcus Atkins agrees with me. Terrence Howard and Eva Marcel do look alike. <laughs> so what's Nick, have you ever heard of that? Uh, huh? What's, what's going on with you, man? Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was good, oh. Nick. I've heard that before. Yeah. That message is funny. So we sit there. I'm telling you, you can always shoot jokes. Like it's almost that thing. Like you can shoot jokes, but nobody else can shoot jokes. Mm. And that's that's the that's the the, the, the trippy part about it. Like that's it, it's it's almost like you know that's my sister. I can talk about it, but you can't. You mm. know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's, it's a very fine line. It's a very fine line. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Uh, before we move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the poll <laughs> is funny. Just knowing who's in here and who's responding. I love it. The question was, would you throw something back if someone threw something at you while you were performing on stage? And 57% of you say, yes, you are throwing something back. So y'all are not mad at Cardi B for throwing a microphone <laughs> at this woman who threw a, a cup of water at Cardi B. She was very upset about it and she saw who did it and Cardi B threw the microphone. Now, I don't know if that's going too far. Probably so. But the woman immediately apologized. There's video of her saying, I'm so sorry. I'm, I apologize. Well, anyway, 42% said, nah, you'll let it ride. Okay. Well, speaking of being on stage, Beyonce, who is on a world stage right now all across the world. She's doing her renaissance tour and uh, i recently reported that in may she was over in sweden and it was reported that a higher than expected inflation of 9.7 percent uh it was because of beyonce that she pretty much helped the the stimulus the stimulus over in um in sweden boosted up their economy and reportedly she's doing the same thing here right now people are calling it the I was going to say it again. I'm not going to call it a baby bump. That's not what it is. They're calling it the Beyonce bump. <laughs> She's not pregnant again. They are saying uh, that it's because of Beyonce that we are experiencing uh, a, a stimulation in the global ec uh, economy. So 
I I'm not I'm not familiar with hearing one person do that. Now I'm not saying it has not happened in the past. I'm saying as of today, there are plenty of people who go around doing concerts or they're on tours. You you don't necessarily hear people say that they are actually making an impact to the economy. Nick, this is this is major and I'm glad that Beyonce is doing it while I'll I'll we should mention, and I've mentioned this before, that while she's on tour, she's also giving back to community. She is uh, she's donating uh, up to a million dollars for different different businesses and education scholarships and all that stuff. So she's doing a, a great job. But is this something that we should hold uh, Beyonce to? This is not necessarily her responsibility, but should we try to make this a thing um more people to follow like beyonce and to help the economy what are your thoughts on it nick well i I mean i'm sure beyonce is helping her own economy along with other economies but i think also beyonce could be (laughs) contributing to homelessness because there's a lot of these these folks that are buying these tickets as as using that rent money to buy these tickets and they're not going to have no place to stay after this concert passes Mm. through their town but no, all in all seriousness, I think Beyonce. First of all, she's a great businesswoman. I think she's a really brilliant businesswoman when she when it comes to lining up things and knowing how to tour. If anybody can sell out arenas and and, and, and stadiums, mm-hmm. it is Beyonce. We've seen time and time again how other artists have struggled to even sell out small venues. Um, but Beyonce is just doing it with ease, and that shows you how much of a brilliant businesswoman she is. But also the pull that she has with and the re- how she resonates with fans um, across the board, men, women, whoever, um, no matter what race you are. So I think, you know, and it's great to hear that Beyonce is donating. You know, she's not just coming to your town, taking your ticket money, and then she's performing, and that's it. She's on, to the next, you know, the next city. I think it's great that she's able to. She's able to you know, donate that money to those various causes that continue to stimulate those areas and stimulate those communities where people can benefit from it long, you know, long term. I think it's a great start. Um, and I don't think we should hold every artist to that standard because every artist doesn't have that mind state. And I think it's un it's unfair for us to hold every artist to that mind state or to that standard, um, whether they believe in it or not. So I think, hey, if you got an artist that does believe in contributing to the community or contributing to those cities in a positive way, Hats off to them. If they don't, then hey, it is what it is. They're doing exactly what they're getting paid to do, which is to entertain. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, by the way, are you going to the Beyonce concert when she comes to L.A.? Um, if I have a credential or a press ticket, I will. If Come not, no, 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 I will not. Be, <laughs> I will not be contributing to the Beyonce fund at this time. <laughs> I reserve right. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, Pretty Brown Mimi says it's like the Oprah effect. I think that is so well stated because we know we called it the Oprah effect for a reason. We called it that for years. Oprah just had the ability to mention a name, to use a product. She had the ability to read a book and it, it, and it becomes a, a New York bestseller or a product would uh, sell off the off the, the market out of the um sell off the stands i mean it she just did some amazing things with her ability and yeah beyonce i can see that being called uh sort of the oprah effect uh marcus atkins says beyonce is a whole other planet it is so wild that she is changing the world literally she learned from michael jackson and prince on how to be a global superstar yeah definitely um 
Mimi says uh, Oprah had that that effect uh, with her show and beyond. Beyonce is a mogul like Oprah. Uh, definitely. Penny Thompson says Beyonce has received many blessings and she's giving it back accordingly. She, accordingly, she has a big heart. I agree with all of this. I, I, I First of all, I have to say I'm happy to see that the the slander that she was receiving early on has sort of turned around. I haven't heard anything negative about Beyonce. It's been all praise. Everybody, in fact, all other artists who are going to her concerts are really singing her praises. It's been a, a while since she's been on stage and she's doing a great job. Uh, she's even brought Blue Ivy in as one of her background dancers to give, you know, a little uh, cameo each each night. So I think it's uh, fantastic. And again, I love what they're doing he, uh, just around the world, they're definitely uh, contributing to communities around the world. So, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mhm. She and she's definitely learned, and she also, I mean, we, we saw Jill Scott sing her praises in, in yeah. an Instagram video. How Jill Scott was amazed, but also in addition to her learning how to perform and, and give, we also have to give credit to the late great Harry Belafonte because she also mm. learned from him about the effects of giving to various communities and what that represents and what that means long term. So you also have to, you can't count out the great uh, Harry Belafonte as well, mm. who's the ultimate humanitarian. Mm, absolutely. Um, I, I'm with you on that, Nick. Uh, I'm not, I don't even have the Renaissance Tour album. All shouts out to Beyonce and her team. I love Beyonce. I just don't have yeah. the album. I hear the songs that are playing uh, as singles on the radio, and obviously I see all the fans and all the Beehive. They have made this thing uh, off the charts, right? And that's great. It's great for her. I just and, – and then what I also do enjoy is the fact that we'll, – from what I'm seeing online, she's including other songs with this Renaissance tour. So this is great. Um, but if I have some media credentials, you might see me over there. <laughs> you might see me over there in the box. In, in fact, uh, Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom, just posted a video of Oprah and Gail uh, partying with her at the Beyonce concert. So they're living their best lives, which is, you know, really good. So anyway, Nick. I appreciate you very, very much. Again, congratulations on all the things that you have going on because you are out there uh, you out there doing it. So I appreciate that. I, I like seeing it. Let everybody know where they can find you online, Nick. Well, thank you, Robin. Once again, I appreciate you. I appreciate the support and you allowing me on your fine platform. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter or X or YZ, whatever it's called now, <laughs> at Nick Hamilton 213. Uh, you can catch my show, The NH Experience, every Tuesday live, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Sirius XM, channel 145. And then we're also available on all the streaming platforms, which is Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify for all for free 99 Free 99. We like that. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate you, Nick, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, Robin. You too. Uh, before before we go ahead and, and, and move forward, I do want to make mention of that. We'll talk about it probably a little bit more in depth at another time. But that new X, are we calling it X? Is it? I know Twitter has officially been named X. Even the icon is no longer the little bird. It is the X, a black X. And... Um, I have some background information on this, though, from someone who was on the show a, a while ago. Uh, she calls herself the biz lawyer, and Rosencina is her name. 
she is telling us all about the trademarks and so and what could actually be infringed upon as of right now there are over approximately 900 trademarks covering the x so this could i'm not sure if this is going to continue i don't you know elon musk is is, is, is big boy, okay? <laughs> He's big bank. So I don't know if, yeah, if if that'll come into play. We just don't know. There's a whole lot to cover on that, but I don't know if I'm calling it X quite yet. I don't know. I'm 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 Twitter all day. Uh, <laughs> when we come forward, though, we will get to who's got next and what not to miss on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside The Raw Report. The Raw Report. With Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. I love reading your comments in our YouTube. Uh, Marcus Atkins says, I thought the X was used for Malcolm X memorabilia back when the movie was released in 1992. Hmm, maybe. Uh, And Mimi says, the X makes me think of blackness. So it's Twitter X. Did Elon Musk buy Twitter to destroy it? Hmm. Interesting thoughts. We don't know. We do not know. I guess we will wait to see what happens with that. And we'll have more information, uh, I'm sure, at another time. This particular Who's Got Next is a very interesting one. And it comes from one of you, from Fahima Sek. Thank you so much for sending this. Uh, just a little bit of background information. This uh, this is called War and Treaty. Or they are called War and Treaty. And they're an American husband and wife duo of Michael Trotter Jr. and Tanya Trotter. Their musical style is defined by a combination of soul, blues, country, and rock. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get to it. This is called Ain't No Harm in Me. War and treaty ain't no harm in me. I can't, I can't lie. It's got a vibe. It makes you, you know, I don't know. It makes me want to put some cowboy boots on and go out there and rock out. You know, I'm with all of that stuff though. That's just me. So, uh, but it seems like you guys are feeling it too. Marcus Atkins says, "Wow, give them a Grammy for best new artist." Mimi says, "I've heard War and Treaty before. They're a soulful country vibe. That's the words. Those are the words. Soulful country vibe." Penny Thompson says. I love the vibe. DJ Black 909 says, okay, something different. Definitely. And if you guys know that you have somebody you have your eye on as well, feel free to send them to me. Some of you do it all the time, and I truly appreciate it because I can't keep my eyes and ears on everybody. So definitely the help from you all, the Raw Report community, is always nice. Yeah, so definitely go check them out. And uh, we may have some news coming soon for from, you know, we may have some news. You guys just keep <laughs> keep your eyes and ears open regarding who's got next. Also, for Regina, I was not able to locate that song. I could not find it. Now, we did help her with the BB song, Contagious, but we were not able to find Fun by Callow. So I, you know, I'll look deeper, Regina, um, but I'm so sorry. Um Maybe, maybe I'll find it later on and bring it to you back on the Raw Report. You guys, this has been awesome. It's been a great show. I truly appreciate you as always. I appreciate you, Nick Hamilton, for calling in as well. Another great show. Happy Monday to all of you. And, uh, you know, we're going to do it again tomorrow. You know how it goes.